Welcome to the PTA Elevation Podcast, where we help physical therapist assistant students pass the NPTE on the first try without wasting time or money. To learn more about the services we offer, find us on Facebook by searching PTA Board Study Group or fill out the form linked in the description. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. What's up, guys? Today we're going over Cushing syndrome, which remember, this is one of our hormonal imbalances disorders due to an overproduction of cortisol. So I'm going to get into it and kind of explain what's going on. This is different than Addison's disease. So Addison's disease would be an underproduction of cortisol. So think that these are polar opposites of each other so we don't get too confused. So let's get into it. So our anatomy that is associated with Cushing's disease would be our adrenal glands. Remember, our adrenal glands are located on top of our kidney. So ad being on top, renal being kidney. So on top of the kidneys. Um, So we understand that cortisol is produced in the adrenal cortex. So I think cortisol, cortex, that's how I remember it, just to make sure to make it easy. The medulla is the area more inside. And so that would be where our adrenaline hormones would be uh, produced, such as our norepinephrine, epinephrine, and dopamine. So Um, This could be due to an over-secretion of adrenocorticotropic hormone because remember that's secreted by the pituitary gland, specifically the anterior pituitary gland to tell the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. So it could be a problem way upstream causing lots of over-secretion or it could be an over-secretion of cortisol itself. So that would be due to a pathology on the actual adrenal gland, usually due to a tumor. So here's some nice pictures. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, definitely check this video out on YouTube. Um, you can see the link in the show notes to our link tree. You can see all of the uh, YouTube channel and everything else, but we can see that we have our kidneys with their adrenal glands on top of it inside the adrenal glands. It looks like a a big triangle pyramid looking shape. Um, we can see that our adrenal medulla is super inside and then our adrenal cortex is on the outside. So we have the three layers of the adrenal cortex, not too important to know right now, just understanding that cortisol is produced in the cortex. So that's the big things we need to understand. It's not the medulla, it is the cortex. And so when we um, see that we have our pathology of how we get, or well, our pathway of how do we get cortisol released, here's how it happens. We have the hypothalamus telling the anterior pituitary gland to secrete um, uh, adrenocorticotropic hormone which then the uh, pituitary gland secretes it. And then that tells the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. So if we see that there's a problem with this, it could be there's a tumor on the pituitary gland causing too much signals to the adrenal, uh, the adrenal glands that's causing them to produce too much stuff, such as cortisol and stuff, or it's a problem on the adrenal gland itself where there's a tumor telling it, Hey, produce a lot of cortisol. And so either way we're having hypercortisolism over secretion of cortisol. So it could be right on there or it could be farther upstream. So we got to see where the problem is. So etiology, as I said before, overproduction of cortisol due to some sort of hormonal imbalance due to probably a tumor. Um, so that would be like the endogenous reason why the internal reason why this is happening, something wrong with like the body itself, a pathology within the body. Um, if we have an exogenous reason, that would be due to the excessive use of exogenous corticosteroids. So this would be corticosteroid induced Cushing syndrome. So understanding that when that's happening, we got, we got a problem. And so that's why you only are on uh, corticosteroids for like no more than a week, because you don't want to take too many corticosteroids. And then you end up with corticosteroid induced Cushing syndrome because you'll develop all the same problems. So 
we want to make sure we're using those conservatively and just getting straight to the point, getting our whatever's going on that we needed corticosteroids for done, and then we move on. Also understanding that this can decrease our immune response if we're on corticosteroids. Same thing, what's going on when we're having Cushing syndrome, it's going to decrease our immune response because of the excessive use of cortisol. So as said before, it could be a tumor somewhere. Um, and other possible causes would be you have a um, genetic or familiar history of any sort of malignancies because usually like nine times out of 10 ends up being like a tumor or something somewhere. So if you have history of cancer, you have the risk of developing it on your adrenal glands. And then also if you have somebody in your family history who's had Cushing syndrome with adrenal malignancies, the, yeah, that's also increasing your risk a lot. So remember, as I was kind of mentioning before, cortisol, cortisol is our stress hormone, essentially. It's released when we're like, hear our alarm go off or something like that. Like this is our stress hormone. So if we have too much stress hormone being released and we're too stressed out, we can see how a lot of these other diseases can be caused by the hypercortisolism. So hypertension being the big one, we're stressed out, we're raising our blood pressure. I'm sure someone's been like, man, that like situation just raised my blood pressure or something like that. I don't know, something cringy along those lines. I, it sounded weird when I said it out loud, but you know what I mean by that. Um, and then peptic ulcers are another one due to the fact that that's because of an H. pylori infection. It's not because you're stressed. It just decreases your immune response. So then you're having the H. pylori start eating peptic ulcers in your gastro lining. So not good. Um, osteopenia, so decrease in um, bone marrow density. And so we got to be careful with that because cortisol is going to decrease our ability to create, um, to increase our bone mass. So it's going to decrease it and kind of suck all the calcium out and everything. So we're at risk of that diabetes again, because of the weight gain, all those other problems with obesity and stuff like that. Those are not going to help you with developing, um, diabetes mellitus, especially type two kind of ends up being what's going on with this. Now, as I was mentioning before, they'll have a decreased immune response due to the fact that we're having lots of cortisol being released. It's decreasing our ability for our immune system to function properly. So this person's more at risk of developing some sort of like infection or something. So we got to be careful. And the population that's most likely going to present with this are individuals who are women between the ages of 20 and 40. So like women of they say like women of childbearing age. That's like what they like to say. If they're saying childbearing age is like 20 to 40 or something like that, even though we know people can have kids at like 12. Um, what does this look like? So if you are on the podcast, definitely come check out the YouTube video. Cause this is the gold mine for like how this is going to present with all of the different things that are going to show up. So one of the things that shows up with uh, Cushing syndrome is this thing called moon face. So it's essentially your face becomes like pie shaped um, and it's due to the increase in fatty deposits in your face. So adipose tissue, um, increases in your face. So then you're going to see weight gain in general, and this weight gain can happen in lots of different areas. Lots of fatty, um, areas will develop on the body, especially in the supraclavicular region. So right above like your shoulder blades and into your, um, shoulders kind of thing. Uh, you're going to see also it develop on your face. So that's what the moon face is kind of going on. Um, and then you're going to have it develop on your abdomen and also along your thorax as well. You're just going to see it just slow waking kind of going on with this individual increase in adipose tissue. You're also going to see this thing on their upper back. Um, it's like an, it almost looks like an increased kyphotic curve, but it's just another big area of fatty deposit. And that is what is termed a buffalo hump. So this is another thing that you're going to see with this individual. That's a characteristic of Cushing. So all of these words, if you see a bunch of these words strung together, you're thinking alarms blaring in your head that this is Cushing syndrome. Um, as you said before, with the weight gain, you're going to develop obesity usually with these individuals. Um, and then there's a lot of other things that can happen with this individual, such as um, increase in fatigue. And then you're also going to see this, this thing called excessive hair growth. 
excessive hair growth, sorry. And so it's this word that is deemed hirsutism, um, which is spelled H-I-R-S-U-T-I-S-M. And so if you see that word starting to pop up, the hirsutism, you're thinking excessive hair growth. So this is hair, excessive hair growth in places where there normally isn't hair. So like on the face in women and stuff like that, along the breast, chest hair kind of developing, you see it more in women because men generally just have more hair in different places, but you'll notice like with men, like they're going to get more hair on like their back and stuff like that, like abnormally than what they already have. And so that's where you see like the excessive hair growth. And it's, it's just more, you more likely see it in women just because it becomes more glaringly obvious if a woman is showing up with a beard, then a guy showing up with a beard that will, people tend to notice these things. And so that's something that you will, um, if you see the ursutism, then you're thinking, okay, yeah, this could be Cushing syndrome. And then um, ecchymosis, so bruising along the body in random places. So they could just like slightly run into a table or something like that. Something that like normally like wouldn't cause us to bruise, but this individual is going to bruise a lot if they like sit down too weird. I had a patient who had Cushing syndrome. She said she would get all these bruises on her um on her buttocks because she'd sit down too hard. And it was like very interesting, um, but she was telling me all about it. And so just random bruising from doing random things, easily bruising. Um, that's just due to the problems with the cardiovascular system due to like the increase in hypertension, all of the diabetes and whatnot going on. And so you're gonna see this individual is probably going to be depressed because they're um, gaining weight and stuff like that. And they're um, losing control of like their body and stuff and things of that nature. Like if you're like, like, if your body just suddenly starts changing without you even doing anything and um, you like, it's not like you've like eaten a lot of food or something like that, that you're going through it or whatever. It's like all of a sudden you have all these bodily changes and you can't control them. That's going to take a toll on your mental health. So it's important to advocate for these individuals to get um, therapy to help them because uh, this can be really frustrating and really upsetting for a lot of these individuals. So we want to make sure we're understanding that. And also this kind of can make them a little bit like the emotional liability just due to the fact they are releasing a lot of cortisol that's stressing them out. That's kind of freaking them out kind of thing. So just being careful, they might be a little bit more moody than most individuals. And just to take note of that and not take personal offense to it. And again, advocating for mental health with these individuals to help them navigate those sort of things. Um, You'll see proximal muscle weakness. So um, you'll see like the shoulders end up being weak, the hips end up being weak. Those are also some of the things that we'll start seeing. And then also there's like slow healing as well due to like the um, kind of onset of possible type two diabetes, noting that. Um, and then you'll see gynecomastia in men. So this is like breast t- tissue growth in uh, male individuals. And so you'll see that starting to happen. That could be another thing that shows up on the boards because this is going to remember cortisol is very closely related to our sex hormones of testosterone and um, estrogen. So if we're seeing problems with cortisol, it could cause problems with those as well. So we're going to see gynecomastia in men. So we'll see elevated levels of um estrogen that's going to cause like breast development and stuff. And then for women, on the other hand, you're going to see clitoral enlargement, which is going to cause pseudohermaphroditism in women. And that's just due to the causing more testosterone due to the fact that we're having all these other things going on, which also kind of makes sense by what we see more excessive hair growth in women due to the increase in testosterone levels. So kind of taking a lot of these things, you got to, the board is going to ask you a couple of these things and put them all together sort of thing in a way that's going to be blaringly obvious that it's cushioning because another thing that we could see like the excessive hair growth and the weight gain and stuff could be PCOS. Um, so polycystic ovarian syndrome. So kind of just making sure that we're doing a differential diagnosis between is this like a cortisol problem or is this a estrogen kind of problem that we're seeing? So that's what's going on with this.
So how are we treating it? So this is pharmacological management. Um, in PT, we're we're not we're not going to get to the root of the problem in PT. We're kind of just working on where the patient is right now, working on energy conservation techniques to avoid overexertion, avoid exacerbation of symptoms, and everything like that. Just working on them being able to function as appropriately as possible. We'll do some postural retraining and stuff because you can notice that person's kind of coming forward with that forward trunk clean with that um, buffalo hump on their back. So we'll do the process postural retraining, cardiovascular endurance as well, because these individuals probably are kind of deconditioned and there's patient education on understanding like what's going on with their body. It's, it's something that's going on with their adrenal glands. It's not their fault kind of thing. And so patient education is key with this patient. Um, and then axial loading of the spine to avoid osteopenia, which means that we don't want this individual really in the pool, unless like they are having so much pain that they can't walk kind of thing. We want them to be weight bearing as much as possible on land, working on some closed chain exercises to increase strength, to avoid osteopenia, because remember that's also a risk factor. So we want to make sure that this person is going to be, you know, lifting some weights, doing some squats, some lunges and stuff like that to work on um, increasing bone density. So keywords, as I was mentioning before, guys, the hypercortisolism, any sort of adrenal tumor or even on the pituitary gland. Um, but for this specifically, they'll say adrenal tumor, just to make sure we're not getting confused. Weight gain, moon face, that purple shrie on their abdomen, this buffalo hump on their back and the ursutism. Um, with the excessive hair growth, especially present in women. So most likely when they're describing this individual is probably going to be a woman just to make it as easy as possible when it comes to describing the pathology and the symptoms and characteristics that we see. Um, so that's what's going on with this individual. So sample question, guys, keeping it pretty straightforward. A physical therapist assistant is treating a patient diagnosed with an adrenal tumor causing hypercortisolism. What would not be a typical characteristic associated with this, this disorder? One, moon face. Two, buffalo hump. Three, weight loss. Or four, ursutism. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that one. For those of you on the podcast, uh, this question reads, a physical therapist assistant is treating a patient diagnosed with an adrenal tumor causing hypercortisolism. What would not be a typical physical characteristic associated with disorder. All right, guys. So the answer is weight loss, because remember with an individual who has um, hypercortisolism, so they might just describe it as an adrenal tumor causing hypercortisolism, which we know essentially means Cushing syndrome. So they might not say exactly Cushing syndrome, but we got to make sure we kind of understand what's the pathology that would be associated with this. So we would see the moon face because remember this question is asking which one is not true. So would it would not be a typical characteristic. We wouldn't, we would see the moon face so then we can cross that one off. That's the fatty development in the face, the buffalo hump, the fatty pad developing on their uh, back of their thoracic spine. We would see that weight loss. Nope. We would see weight gain with hypercortisolism. Weight loss would be something associated with hypocortisolism, which would be for Addison's disease. So you can kind of see how a lot of these are sort of opposite that we would see between Cushing's and Addison's disease. So weight loss would not be associated with Cushing syndrome. It would be associated with Addison's disease. So that, that's why it's our answer. And the ursutism is excessive hair growth. So understanding that's like a weird word. So making sure you know what that word means, <laughs> because if you don't, it could trip you up. Um, so, yep, this is Cushing syndrome, guys, making sure that we're kind of understanding what are some characteristics of it and what is the pathology that causes this disease. 
All right, guys, I hope that this was helpful and I will see y'all in the next one. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.